Hi, everybody. Welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. Now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Pippin, and I'm using a different mic setup than normal, and it is in no way stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Alex, and that's my old mic setup, and, uh, and you're welcome. <laughs> and there's a reason you don't use it anymore? <laughs> Yes. I'm Kat, and I am looking forward to space opera shenanigans. And I'm Brendan, and I'm just wanting to have my action figures be strewn all over the board in space. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So today we're talking about an original story idea by Brendan. Brendan! (gasps) That's me! That's you! Oh. Or is it? (laughs) Ooh, let's not get into who's the thing. It's you, buddy. It's you. It's you. <laughs> I'm not the thing. I'm not the thing. Test me if you want, but you'll be wasting a test. Um, You're still sus. <laughs> and other games Cat has never played. Anyway, Brendan shared with us a document with his thoughts about the story. Uh, and now he'll kindly explain himself to y'all. Brendan, <laughs> explain yourself. Explain yourself to the public. All right. So, working title is uh here there actually i don't even want to start with working title because that makes no sense all right uh-huh. so the idea here uh what was the elevator pitch what happens if you're in the space doldrums and are stuck with your enemies and a neutral party that is mostly annoyed that you're causing a bad place to live in to be even more crappy that's the base concept here to elaborate a little bit more we have like kind of like your standard like maybe action sci-fi, maybe military sci-fi opener of you know Captain uh, Brash Good Guy <laughs> of the USS who gives a darn. Uh, Buff Archies, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and uh, they're like uh kind of like your standard like light Federation esque ship doing science duty out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, at one point they get a, uh, a message drop because my thinking here is that we're kind of like doing like your hyperspace, uh, travel faster than light, uh, uh, sci-fi setup. So you have message drops rather than instantaneous communication across the galaxy. They get a message talking about how, uh, there is a suspected smuggler in the area of space that they're currently exploring, uh, capture that smuggler if possible. And what do you know, they're in the area, long-range sensors catch them, we have a encounter uh, with the smugglers there in Sioux, they go off and do a, you know, blind jump into hyperspace, because that's always a good idea and always works out for the best. <laughs> and so our USS, again, who gives a darn, goes into hyper to pursue, and five minutes later, the... uh engine goes ripping through the ship at the speed of light as the rest of the sh- uh, ship drops out of hyperspace and the captain and all the senior crew are dead and now Woo! we switch povs to a junior officer who is like supply officer second level whatever uh i can figure out rankings of all this stuff later and now they're having to deal with oh my god there's a giant hole in the ship why is there a giant hole in the ship? What do I do about the giant hole in the ship? And 
oh, great. We're not alone here. We're taking over. The ship is the ours. Ship is ours. <laughs> We're heading for the planet Euphoria. <laughs> There's no planet there Euphoria in this case, though. <laughs> oh. So, oh, all the boys. Sorry. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, uh, I, again, um, I, I'm kind of imagining, like, a lot of, uh, slow realizations happening for our uh, main pov character i like the idea of maybe switching povs to like say one of the uh survivors of the smuggler ship who also happens to be in this uh doldrums area because the 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 concept is what happens if you're going through faster than light and you encounter science fiction uh bs that causes the engine to keep on going the speed of light but the rest of the ship to drop that is just kind of the little nugget to play with and then everything else is all character driven right okay and for the smuggler would would all the would the smuggler and captain and the smuggler and first mate and the smuggler and chief medical officer also who have been and, uh, oh yes because yeah. here's the thing al we all deal with the backstreet boys reunion tour in our own little way and <laughs> i don't think it's a coincidence that my mind right away went with huh what happens when there's a crisis and there's no steering direction happening huh weird huh huh, huh. no way huh. now that's to any situation yeah totally weird. applicable Oh. Not applicable <laughs> at all. Um, yep. Yeah, I, I always appreciate your ability to just come up with these scenarios out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> just, hey, Pip, I don't believe that uh, politics exists in sci-fi. I mean... Yo, oh. I, yo, I, oh. <laughs> I know we're having fun, but I will punch someone in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is closer. Ha ha. And are these uh, space smugglers uh, actual bad guys, or are they of the or smuggling space medicine and to bring them to to bring them to the people that your future or society ignores? Say what? Are you saying that the the Federation here was com- like a confiscating critical life saving medicine? What? What? <laughs> and then selling it to private organizations? What? Whoa! What? That's weird. That, that doesn't happen. sound right. <laughs> doesn't sound right at all. Um, so, yeah. Uh, here's here's my thinking: is you uh, are going to have to figure out how to either play with or play against how similar this is to both Voyager and uh, yep. uh, Firefly, and also yep. Lower Decks, and Lower Decks. Yep. Well. Uh, I'm not saying that it's not possible. Oh, yeah. I just want you to be aware these exist and it comes to, to mind. You have to – well, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, like comparisons to it because, again, I'm almost picturing as far as the two ships and their mentality goes, like the Federation ship is lightly poking fun of Star Trek. The smuggler ship, if you're picturing it, is going to be totally like like a Star Wars smuggler ship, you know? Oh my god, Star Trek versus Star Wars. Amazing. But at the end of the day, they have to work together. Boom. What? Because here's the thing. The uh, neutral party, because there are other ships in this area, they're all Expanse ships, you know? (laughs) So they're all... (laughs) 
so instead of the millennial uh, millennium falcon and it's the centennial old penguin <laughs> yeah 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 the centennial penguin uh, yep, yep. First of all, I would pay good fucking money to have a ship called the Centennial Penguin just in fucking space. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, I I have another question. Shoot, uh, what is the vibe that you're going for? Is this Ooh. humor? Is this uh, played straight? Is this a farce? Not a farce. Um, my target is at the end of the day, I want to have it be kind of like light, hopeful kind of thing. Does that make sense? Sure. I mean, you can have light, hopeful with a murder mystery. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. your genre? What's your genre uh, or subgenre? Uh, I'm, I'm sub-genre. wondering: Are we uh. going? Are we going more red shirts, lower decks? Are we going Ooh, not, more? Not that farcical. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Because that will cut out the Centennial Penguin joke from Damn this it. particular no. novel. <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't want to have to be that goofy. I, I kind of like more grounded in quote unquote reality than. That? Does that make mm. sense? Um, totally. This is why I wanted to establish early on before we went off the rails. <laughs> Fair. First of all, how Fair. dare you suggest that I would ever go off the rails? I mean, I didn't name names, but thank you for picking up what I was putting down. <laughs> <laughs> also, quick, quick aside, is Titan, a- Titan AE on the list? Uh, Titan AE should be, and I think part of my mindset was thinking about, uh, that one scene in Titan AE, uh, toward the end where they're having to basically reconstruct a functioning ship from scrap parts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, spoilers, uh, that has to happen by the end of the story because, uh, one thing I didn't write in the document is, like, our junior officer here isn't the only survivor of the Federation ship. Uh, somebody who is more senior to her, and I'm thinking her right now, um, just because, yay, kick-ass female protagonist, um, Woo! Uh, happens to be, like, the chief gunnery officer who is pissed and operating on bad, um, I wouldn't say intel, but that's the vibe I'm going with. And, and they're just r- screwing everything up to the point where, like, catastrophic things are going to be going in motion by the end of the story, such that if uh, our two protagonists here, you know, smuggler and uh, junior supply officer, uh, don't team up, then uh, everybody is screwed. Does that make sense? Mm. Yes. So. I can I'm change gonna... that completely. I mean. No, no. I'm actually going to be that bitch. Uh, what else can you be? <laughs> so many things, and how dare you doubt me. <laughs> okay. I think that what you're describing is more than one story. Uh-huh. Um, so you have, uh, uh, in, in the setup, you have them leaving uh, uh, regular space to chase after XYZ. Mm-hmm. And partway through that, their fucking engine goes pfft. <laughs> Right? Uh, through the ship at the speed of light. Yep. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Dealing with that is a book by itself. Mm. So here's the thing, because you got to break it down, right? Uh-huh. Okay. You break have to figure out. Breaking it down. Um, you have to figure out why that fucking happened. Because yep. surely 
other ships have gone into hyperspace and not had that happen. Uh, millions of times before in the spacefaring society, yes. Indeed. So why the shit did it happen this time? Uh, you have to, frankly, you have to go through all the competence porn. And by the way, that's fantastic. That's what uh, I want. Of yeah. All the competence porn of fixing the situation. So uh-huh. you have to, that's chapters worth of problem to deal with. Is I, one of the smugglers mm-hmm. a former uh, Federation member, so knows how to fix the ship? Former engineer, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. And then you have to deal with, you know, okay, so now they're in these doldrums. And then you can get in other, you know, groups. But I, I still think it's got to deal with this primary issue of, you know, step one, like think Maslow's hierarchy. Step one, let's not die. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That, <laughs> that's step one. And so, like, oh no, there's other people outside. Well, great. Our ship's about to fucking explode in five minutes. We can wait on that problem. Uh, so Kat, you're just, what you're saying is that Brennan is, uh, describing a dual, uh, a duology at least. <laughs> I mean, okay. I love the idea that uh, of explore, like, here's the problem. I love the idea of exploring the fact that there are, uh, communities that have built themselves into this, uh, uh, weird interstitial space. First of all, that's a whole other, that's another book. Like, that's how did they get there? Why are they there? Why is that the best solution for them? I mean, people don't go into random awful places because it's the best, you know, the best ever. Like, I feel like having a really difficult life. I know. I'll go over there. Uh, like, or is this uh, a Robinson? Uh, 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 like, what was it, what was it called? The, the Swift Family Robinson? Well, there's Swiss Family Robinson. There's Robinson Caruso. Same vibe. There's 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 Robin Hood and his Merry Men. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's book three. <laughs> um, is this a society also a group of people who also found themselves uh, stuck in this area of space? Um, uh, yes to that question, but maybe that could hmm. be in book two, and maybe there could be true natives. Who knows? I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's where you get the expanse. Anyway, yes. What? What? Um, that that actually does bring up a good point of how in the hell a space doldrums even happened in the first place. Yeah. Is this natural? Did some catastrophe happen? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Was this the hubris of man? <laughs> I sense a hero's journey. Like you know the section of Nevada where they tested nukes. This is <laughs> this, this is the section of space where they, they tested space nukes. Ah, uh, Space Nevada. Oh, God. great. Um, <laughs> what was the name of that place? Like, uh, for the Manhattan Project? Oh, uh, Los Al- No, not Los Alamos. Los- wasn't it Los Alamos? Was it? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I just had a, a cool idea to explain yeah, yeah, how yeah. it might have happened. And this wouldn't even appear in book one at all. Uh-huh, ah. We're already making series here because we're on brand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the concept I'm just thinking here is how you yeah. got like a pretty large native population there in the first place in what looks like just space with asteroids or something mm-hmm. is an entire civilization on this one planet right and have you ever heard of uh orphaned planets yes where they get flung out of their star's gravity well and are just drifting out in space otherwise known as fucked yes uh what if that happened to a civilized planet and in trying to maybe solve that problem, they accidentally blow up the planet and cause a massive 
uh, disruption in hyperspace as they tried to send an entire planet into hyperspace to get back to somewhere else. Because that's always a good idea, but you know what? They were desperate. <laughs> I mean, okay, so that actually brings us right back to the central issue is yeah. how did how did the engine do that? Ah, well, Why? Uh, like, what happened? The, 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 the concept being here, like, I always kind of like that danger of going into hyperspace, like, oh, you got to plot your course correctly. Otherwise, you could go smashing into a star, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. less dangerous than that, usually, at least wherever the characters think about it. You know, at some mm-hmm. point, we could have the characters discussing sci-fi jargon and have fun with that. But, like, mm-hmm. usually what would happen is if you encounter a large gravity well, like, you start feeling the effects of gravity well beyond whatever solid brick wall you're heading towards. So like, well, so like, well beyond what happens is that in, in my head here, as you're flinging around through hyperspace, you basically have the risk of being thrown wildly off course and can get like marooned in space. That's the, that's usually the, not even marooned, just lost. Uh, and you have to spend a lot of extra lost time or fuel. Oh, uh, <laughs> I hate you, Alex. I love <laughs> you, Alex. Um, I love you too, Alex. That That's not what's happening here, though. I'm just thinking, like, just imagine just through, like, wibbly-wobbly spacey waves or whatever, or whatever energy caused this uh, dwarf planet or uh, uh, orphaned planet to vaporize is basically causing, like, a, almost like a nebula kind of thing going on such that as soon as... A ship going through hyperspace enters in it. The engine is the only thing that's able to keep on going through hyperspace because of like maybe like a mass limit or something. So the engine is still going at the speed of light or very near it while the rest of the ship around the engine drops out of whatever protective field is set up. So you're not like mushed into unreality or whatever. So basically, uh, the bubble that is FTL. Uh, yeah. that's around the ship just shrinks to shrinks down to just the engine. Yeah, the, the thing that is producing the hyperspace field in the first place. Can I offer you a Shoot. tidbit? Shoot. What if sabotage? That oh. was going to be my question. Because uh, honestly, wibbly wobbly, like, yeah, wibbly wobbly can happen all the time. And in fact, maybe the Occam's razor that they look at first. But... As the story progresses, who exactly is on their ship? Is it one of the people from the interstitial area? Ooh. Oh, trying to get people in there? No, here's trying to get I'm, people or resources, frankly. No, here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, uh, like you mentioned at the start, uh, uh, they got like, uh, the feds got, got a, a, a beacon drop or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Someone, Inside this, uh, doldrums. Uh huh. Also received that. And so activated this field that causes the, uh, the drop. Because if, if there's a massive space enough, how many that cause, that can cause this? Mm-hmm. Within the range of, uh, of FTL, it would be picked up by scanners. Maybe. Well, here's the thing. I'm, Sticking hard to the idea that uh, communications cannot go faster well, than ships. So like it's like courier ships. Yeah, yeah. Or courier probes. 
My big, my big issue is that I, I, I straight up don't like the idea of naturally. Well, affirmed. sometimes that just happens because that's, I, I don't know, man. That's just not narratively satisfying to what me. What if it happens because of budget cuts? Ooh. <laughs> like, exactly. But here's the thing. In the middle of them, because that's part of the discovering, like, what the shit happened. Because if they can just say, well, sometimes that shit happens. That's not, like, bleh, okay. Well, um, it could be It could be that whatever survivors are in this doldrums here mm-hmm. are basically constructing a hyperspace net. So, like, they're yeah. just capturing ships because they don't really have, like, hospitable things in the first place. Well, they don't have their own – within that space, they have no uh, – uh, unless there are planets in there and stuff. No. Like, where are they getting their food? Where are they getting their textiles? Where are they getting their metal and their replacement pieces? Shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, capturing ships. Oh, I like that. I, I like that. I like the net analogy. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm now remembering – when you played the uh, the Tomb Raider reboot, yeah, huh? And remember how oh that how uh the shipwreck uh, shipwrecking and worked in that one? Not off the top of my head. It's been a while since I played it. Uh, can you share? So there's a there's a place called the Devil's Triangle, or I think it was called old uh and and Laura Croft's like let's sail right into it, uh, and <laughs> everyone else is like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the main character here? Like, it's just a myth. Ha 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 Like, well, also, like, well, that's why we all signed up, here, up for this. Uh, yeah, and in that story, uh, well, what causes it, it turns out oh, to be the result of a, a partially inner, like, incarnated god, god is trying to get a new body. And so, you know. time, yeah, as, as like one do. does. <laughs> so anytime a ship draws near, uh, causes horrible storms. To, uh, destroy and, uh, bring in the, the ships and survivors. Well, cause here's the thing. We have, uh, two ships chasing each other, right? Yeah. If you're the smuggler ship and you're wanting to get away from the Galactic Federation, wouldn't you potentially do the, uh, reckless maneuver of, you know, uh, navigating the ship through, uh, as you said, like the Devil's Triangle or, uh, some similar, Area of space that all the spacers know is bad luck to go flying in or, or in or around because ships go there, but they don't come back. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, like, everybody treats it as, like, a superstition kind of thing because, you know, it's space. Space is dangerous to travel through. One wrong part on your ship goes wrong and it blows up. It, and it happens. Well, also, if you just look at the numbers, like, yeah, th- this number of people went in and that number of people came out. So there's something fucky going on there. Do we have the time to check it out? Not no. really. No. Space is big. <laughs> now I'm just imagining smuggler engineer hearing smuggling ca- smuggler captain and uh, broadcast. Okay, they're chasing us, but we're going to lose them in the uh, uh, space devil's triangle. And going, what? No. No, that's not no, an no, idea. No, no, no. What? Why? Why? <laughs> like, like, shit, shit, it's shit. And get, and get, like, rushing into a, uh, <laughs> to like, like a, uh, not like an escape pod, but like a, uh, like, uh, what, what, let's see. Uh, maybe a comms room or something to be like, I gotta hail the captain. We don't want to go through there. It's, it's suicide. It's reckless. Um, but then, 
on the other end, you have, you know, uh, uh, the people who've been chasing the whatevers uh-huh. show up in the doldrums and they're like, well, fuck, now we know why uh, uh, this is a bad area because it's got this sometimes naturally occurring thing where your engine just explodes. Um, and and then they're like, wait a second. Um, yeah, the, the ship scientist shows up and is like, is it natural, though? Dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. That could be like if we still stick to this idea of having it be like a duology or or God help us, a trilogy. Um that could be like the end of the book reveal, the cliffhanger. It's like discovering evidence that like the field that caught them there, the net or whatever, uh, they find one of the, uh, the field generators nearby. And it's like, um, there's a signal coming to it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, one, I, one. I have a question. Shoot. Yes, Y'all are talking about duologies and trilogies and all that stuff or stuff. Can someone tell me what exactly happens in book one? What exactly happens in book two? Mm-hmm. And what potentially happens in book three? Where, where is the delineation here? Uh, book one is figure, A, figure out what the hell happened. And surviving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, step one, not die. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. If, Key. I don't know if, uh, I'd, I, I still like the idea of switching POVs from the, like, engineer character on the smuggler ship and the, uh, like, the supply officer on the Federation ship. Yeah, like, you're just, both of them are having different skill sets and, and different, different sets of resources at, uh, the, at the, and different levels of information. And here's the thing. Like, maybe, uh, you, you have, like, the first chapter or two where it's just initial not die within the next five minutes task. Mm-hmm. Because that's the most important task. Uh, but then they find, like, you know, lines of communication, and the only other person that picks up is, uh, enemy on the other ship. <laughs> and so now it's like, you know, you have your supply officer who, you know, knows, like, a lot about, like, the run, like, the, the kind of, like, nitty gritty of, like, how ships are run and all that. And then you have the engineer who can basically kind of do technical, uh, um, stuff (laughs) here can i can i suggest something shoot okay i think it's a little too coincidental that both of the groups of of uh uh fuck bridge crew die a little too coincidental so what if bridge crew of uh the uss uh chasem Uh did die yeah yeah because it's it's the federation analog they're like all the senior crew is on the bridge because it has the good coffee maker of course so You've got your last remaining uh, person in charge who is now in charge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ensign, uh oh. Um, <laughs> Ensign, uh oh. I like that. <laughs> uh, on the other end, yeah, the bridge crew is still alive amongst you know the smugglers. Uh huh. But the person who is in who has the communicator is that engineer, mm. because they're the ones who uh, were like, "Fuck, I'm sorry, we're going where." <laughs> So, like, yeah, they're trying to figure out, like, how to... F- Bridge crew's busy trying to save the ship, okay? Mm-hmm. That's what they're doing. Meanwhile, this engineer picks up on their ham radio or something, <laughs> the, the USS Chasem. And so that's where you can get sort of the differing uh, 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 character things going on. They're not in charge, but they're now keeping the secret from their bosses. Um, like but they do. do want to try to get out of this issue. That's why they're the engineer. Um, meanwhile, Ensign Uh-Oh is like, I probably shouldn't be talking to the enemy. But I'm currently but... screwed. <laughs> but, like, who else am I gonna talk to? Like, 
who else is going to uh, just talk me through who welding <laughs> welding and this uh, a piece <laughs> of hull also stops leaking oxygen. <laughs> yeah, like so you can get a lot of different things there. And frankly, okay, business wise, it's a bad idea to to have your first book on a on a cliffhanger. Just it is it fair is. enough. Have a complete story. So I'm seeing in my brain, uh, you have section one, let's not die. Hooray. Uh, <laughs> section two, okay, our immediate death is, is perhaps forestalled. Uh, but now where the shit are we? How do we get out? And that's where you get like a lot of the communications going on between the two ships and, and also like maybe let's avoid seeing each other because we don't need those kind of problems right now. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of act two, uh-huh. So about two thirds through, that's when the third communication comes in and both ships go, I'm oh. sorry, what? I'm sorry, what now? And <laughs> that's when they have to reveal that they both exist to one another as a whole. Like, <laughs> oh, no, it turns out that the USS Ketchum has been here this whole time. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> and X and uh-oh is like. Look, we have to, I guess we have to work together. <clears throat> Otherwise, these uh, space pirates will come and eat us or uh, space kill pirates us all. Have just been, yeah, exactly. You know, space pirates have been just chilling out waiting for everybody to freeze. Like, you know, but little do they know that the combined talents of, of, the, uh, of these two ships have been working together to make sure people don't die. Hmm. Um and so now they, they sense this on the long range scales. And now there is an action adventure to try to escape the pirates and get out. You don't find shit out about the pirates in this story. They're just, this is just getting out. Yeah. And then on the other end, somehow they've gotten out. That's for you to figure out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've gotten out. Uh-huh. And they're, uh, 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 they're like, cool. Now we get to put our information together and broadcast it on something except they don't have faster than like communicate again figure that out on your end um but oh shit we now know what's in the devil's triangle it's a bunch of devils (laughs) (laughs) but they're not devils they're men Um, and then but then if that that puts a that closes the loop on that you know you you started the story going in you end with them coming out you've solved the mystery of what's in there um, and then you've also created a, a relationship of a kind between, uh, uh, Ensign O and this poor ship's engineer. Yeah. Um, they've, they've learned to, to communicate together. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, and maybe Ensign O says, you have a head start. It's the start of a beautiful friendship. I like that. And, and I, I do like the idea that, uh, engineer smuggler has maybe more people to talk to. So it's not just the same small group of people talking the entire time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or just two people talking to each other over the course of the book but that can work too see uh uh time war um <laughs> but like uh, i like that i like that and then if that takes off then you get into the well it's time for us to go into those fucking doldrums and see what we can scurry up <laughs> can we get in there on purpose without destroying our ships yeah Let's let's try to not have that happen this time. And also, <laughs> just as precaution, let's not have all the senior leadership be in a direct line from the engine. <laughs> Unless you really don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> that, that could be why, like, the smuggler ship uh, 
uh, didn't all die was that, like, it's a smuggler ship, so it's a lot of, like, ramshackle stuff put together. It's like a big cargo container, so, like, the bridge is, like, on top of the equivalent of, like, a freight train, almost, or a freight train car. So it looks stupid as hell, but they're not dead. <laughs> Whereas, like, womp, womp. The, the Federation ship is, like, picture something kind of like, uh, like, maybe like the Defiant, uh, from DS9, where, like, the bridge is right there in front. <laughs> right there. Right there. So, yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have two things to say. <gasps> okay. One. Uh, maybe we should stop referring to it as a devil's triangle, because that means something else. (laughs) (laughs) And it's distracting every single time. I feel like this says more about you, Pippin, than all the rest of us. I just don't think Brendan's writing that kind of book. Uh, I wouldn't judge if he were, but, you know, it doesn't seem his deal. I thought that actually- wait, 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 wait. The devil's horns is one thing, Pippin. I believe the Devil's Triangle actually is another name for uh, the thingy, the thingy. Bermuda? Yeah, the Bermuda Triangle. I'm just Wait, saying. No, never, no, never mind. Never, <clears throat> never mind. So did I'm, you Google it? Did you Google it right now? I uh, I don't want to talk about it. Uh huh. Oh. So that's just. Wait, there oh. is a Devil's Triangle in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, you know what they say about Tennessee. <laughs> <Was it> one? <laughs> just one. Okay. Okay. So. Uh. So different name. Uh, let's go with the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> uh, oh God. Okay. 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 <laughs> so Listen, it's a fucking Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Bermuda Triangle in space. <laughs> and my number two thing, uh, just having to actually more miss. This one is actually has to do with the story. Um, okay. Is in terms of the. Uh, relationships going on between the ships. Uh-huh. Uh, a thing that happens in spy fiction a lot that might be applicable here is realizing that you have more in common with your supposed enemies than you do your direct supervisors. Yes, a classic. Oh, I like that. I love that. I, I think, uh, uh, I think Ensign Ono, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think rather than being a supply officer, I think she's actually a science officer. Seeing so have like the uh classic science versus engineers bickering at each other. Uh yet still Who speaking. Has the doctorate? Yeah. <laughs> she has the doctorate. It's great. Oh shit. <laughs> like, I and the and smuggler, I have a master or thank you very much. She's like, <laughs> I have a doctorate, and he's like, You have a doctorate in uh xenofungi. Like, like, oh, so you don't know so you don't know want to know which of the fungi that's growing up? Uh, that's growing uh, in your supply closet. Closet uh, is uh is edible, do you? That's your only. He's like, food. listen, I'm just saying that doesn't mean you know how to fix an engine. <laughs> but maybe if you watch Star Trek Discovery, the fungi, no! can, the fungi can fix it. <laughs> Trust the fungus. So, uh. so this mushroom walked into a bar, and a bartender says, oh, "We don't serve Christ. your kind here." And the bartender, the mushroom goes, "Why not? I'm a fun guy." Oh, dear Pippin. We hate you. Jesus Christ. That's my favorite joke. <laughs> really? You and I have very yeah. different definitions of favorite jokes. <laughs> it's it's just so much fun. Almost like a fun guy. And Pip, I, I, I do like the supposed enemies finding out they actually have in com- uh, stuff in common uh, trope as well. Because at the end of the it's day- It's a great trope. At the end of the day, I, I like just- 
the idea that, hey, in dire circumstances like this, actually sharing information working together, probably a good idea. You just have the third party space pirates come in to really add in some extra act three tension. <laughs> we, we aren't dying immediately now. Now we're going to be dying in about 12 hours when they actually come over here. Oh, exactly. Crap. And I like the idea that there's been like hints, but not hints that the reader recognizes. Oh, yeah. But just hints that that kind of shenanigan is going to happen. Um, but it's also very much a, like, it's that plot idea of, you know, what do you do? How, how do you do a story? Well, first you put a hero up a tree, and then you throw rocks at them. <laughs> yeah. And what which do I you believe know? came from Tamora Pierce, which I love. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, yeah, get your hero up a tree, like, well, we're in this fucking place. They're concentrating on how to get down, and then suddenly – Rocks. <laughs> Rocks fall, everyone dies. <laughs> and suddenly, space bears. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they uh, were counting on humans. They weren't counting on space bears. Well, because here's the thing. Like, the reason why it takes the space pirates so long to get there is that it's not like a precise net, right? It's like Mm-mm. you're just capturing ships that have to be coming oh through. Oh, my God. What if it's like a lobster trap? Yes. Oh, <gasps> They just set one out and they check it every day or so. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> like once a week, you go out and you're like, eh, eh, there's these fuckers. I think it's, they're not going faster than light. They're going really fast. But mm-hmm. like their travel time is in the span of days. I would actually love it if they could like within the interim, uh-huh. ooh, within the interim title, um, <laughs> you can't actually go that fast. So you're talking about like the difference between a, <laughs> A military cruiser and a fishing boat. <laughs> okay. If they go too fast, they might fuck up against the wild shoals of the doldrums. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, sure. They're an unknown, dangerous quantity and they know this area like the back of their hands, which you very much do not, Ensign Uh oh. But, <laughs> but there are limitations. Yeah. Of course. I mean, because they have this. A uh, tech that neither the Federation nor the, you know, whatever, uh, civilization that the smugglers from, uh, are familiar with. It's new mm-hmm. and frightening tech, but like, yeah, it's, it's very powerful. And while within it, you can't necessarily, uh, go to, go to faster than light. What's interesting is that I think, uh, because of the nature of the net, if they can, mm-hmm. be, this is where maybe like some, uh, the, like we can have like a couple of different, like awesome moments here of character daring do where like the engineer figures out like how to get the ships actually hyper capable again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then that's part one of the problem. Part two is you're still stuck in the fricking doldrums. And that's where our science officer gets to do some awesome, like astrogation science. And actually plots out the approximate, like, border where these doldrums start. Because they got caught by this uh, by this energy field. That means that the border of it has to be close by. Mm. And just figuring out where that border is is not an easy task. Because it's space. And space is big. Sorry, well, that's also, the soundtrack. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. that. <laughs> also evading uh, space pirates uh, coming in right then uh, because, of course, have to have a daring escape the last second. Of 
course. What I like about um about these lobster trap idea, like these random fishermen uh, of the doldrums, uh-huh. uh, who are also pirates, because they're like they will legit like if there's anybody left over, will kill you, and then they'll of take course. all your shit. But I like the idea of I don't know if you know this, but uh, lobstering is actually very cutthroat. Um, because, you know, if there's the people who have like the good spots, mm-hmm. um, you know, where there's lots of lobsters. So, I mean, if you wanted to get really exciting, uh-huh. and this is a big if. I don't like excitement. <laughs> really exciting is if, uh, somebody on, on one of the two main character ships figures out that, hmm. uh, there's more ships out there. And one of them's going to reach you first. But what if they figured out that maybe a way to distract this pirate uh-huh. is to actually broadcast their stuff really loudly? Uh, be like, oh, no, we are so very trapped and there's so many of us. Oh, no. And the other Wait. ships go like, I'm sorry, what? There's some good shit in that trap. If we get that trap first. Like, our ship is, is so... Oh, large and has so many materials. We're and so food, wounded. And foodstuffs. And we uh. have so many drugs. <laughs> oh, drugs. We have a full hold of grog. And you know, it's just <laughs> gonna be so sad if somebody captures us. And meanwhile, ship, you know, pirate ship one was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now we gotta go fat. Like, so they purposefully get into like the internecine problems. Of ship of of uh uh lobstering life in the doldrums, I like that, and use that as an escape. Because <laughs> what what do you do about the person who's throwing rocks at you when you're up a tree? You start hoping bears show up. <laughs> uh oh, the bear is trying to eat the rock thrower. Not exactly. our problem. <laughs> now the downside is bears can also climb trees. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> step one. They eat the rock thrower. While they're eating the rock thrower, you get the fuck out of there. Yeah. That could be like, um, but, oh, that could be like a, a little thing to raise the tension and like the, the clever solution out of there is like, mm-hmm. that's how they get out of that sticky situation. Because of course the weapons are all offline. Those were tied to the engines. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so a question I have. Yeah. Huh? Uh, well, space pirating is all well, uh, all well and good. Uh, like living in a uh, space Bermuda triangle, like is going to be pretty hard living. And concerning that their only resources seem to be, uh, like the occasional old ship that gets caught in the or, uh, lobster traps. Well, mm-hmm. like, uh, what else is keeping them there? Like, oh, why they wouldn't tradition. just <laughs> tradition? Tradition. Like, yeah, it could be just their home. Like, this is just what they've always known, and all they need to uh, maintain is just you know, replacement technology. And that's maybe how they get technological advances is from these new ships. Cause there's new ones that come through every year. And maybe it is that like, as a society, they haven't figured out faster than light tech. They just know that when they activate this energy field, uh, ships just come dropping out of nowhere and they don't know why they're still trying to figure it out. I like the idea that you had, uh, the first groups, uh, got fucked up in there. Yeah. Um, because it is genuinely a fairly dangerous area. Yes. For reasons. 
So they're fucked up. They have to figure out how to survive. And frankly, after a couple of generations, like if you can't get out for reasons, and let's say that is something that they've been working on in the beginning, then you kind of carve out a life for yourself. And then that's what you know how to do. Yeah. Um, and then there is value within that kind of life. And I mean, so that, that gets into a future where, you know, you have your romance novel, obviously, about the, uh, you know, uh, the, at this point, Admiral, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> returning, <laughs> returning with the space engineer. They work together now, uh, on their own, uh, ship and, uh, outside of the confines of, of Starfleet. And, um, and they've gone in and, uh, and they meet with the people who live there and um, and discover their amazing culture yeah. well, and also fall in love. Well, here's the thing. Like maybe the majority of people that live on this colony or whatever you want to call it, society, like maybe they don't know the details of how these lobster traps work because it's grim work. They don't like to talk about it. <laughs> and that could be like a horrible realization mm-hmm. for the people that live there. But maybe they also don't think that there's really alternatives because faster, there, there's no such thing as faster than light travel. What are you talking about? I don't know. I mean, pirates are pirates. Like, they know what they're fucking doing. True. But what still if, a better option. Sorry, Pip. What if the indigenous people just know how to, how to live on the land? Uh, they know how to find the resources that they need, even if the uh, uh, invaders don't know how any of it works. <gasps> oh and God, it's yes. not their fault that they're dumbasses. Um, and the Federation's morals aren't our morals. And who even asked? Oh my god, the random humans are the stupid lobstermen, but there are indigenous, uh, peoples, i.e. the Expanse, uh, <laughs> who are chilling out in there, <laughs> who have plenty of ways to have their resources, thank you very much. They're not the ones who are causing these problems, but humans be humans, am I right? Are they just, like, trading with the pirates? Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah, they always have uh, new stuff. Weird. Awesome. Eh. Or maybe not. Maybe they have the, maybe they have their own fucking wars in there. I don't they know. Could. There could be like several like large asteroids that are the equivalent of like planets or countries or whatever. And they're always going to war with each other. Mm-hmm. Cause it's I a mean, rough have, life out there. It is. You also have to think about like, okay, this is where I get into my taxes thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, yeah. Like think about the, the, the general economy of places like i don't know tortuga back in the day right uh-huh yeah you had the pirates they they were dicks uh but they brought in money they brought in food they brought in other stuff but there was other society going on yeah um it was just part of the way that you know money flowed in and out goods and services flowed in and out um it's it's related to the idea that there is no ethical consumption under capitalism (laughs) Uh, like i don't personally pirate like i don't personally do shit in china uh and yet i purchase cheap clothes so like that yeah and so i'm personally against the idea of you know people being like well fuck it uh we don't know how this works but we do it anyway um even though even though, to be fair, I used that very same plot device earlier, but okay. I tied, I tied it to religion, and maybe tying it to like to something like that is something you could do. I don't know, but just doing things because you do them is is not the way brains work. Typically, you're usually tied to something else, like luck or religion, or uh, I need to put food on the table. <laughs> exactly, that's fair. Uh, okay, well, you know. I think I have a lot to go on now. 
<laughs> as we've <laughs> completely rewritten your book. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I mean, I think the the core is still there. Um, I agree. I, I have one final very important question. Okay. Mm-mm. Where's the fob? <laughs> how, how dare you step on my joke? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask where the fob is. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. I was wow. just gonna make fun of you. <laughs> no, I was gonna make fun of myself. <laughs> if you want, we can rewind and you can do the joke. No, no, this is better. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I was literally doing it just to make fun of you. I thought you had a real point. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. I just want the fop back. <laughs> what's you want the, the point of everything? What's the point of having science fiction if I can't have science fops? Space fops, Pippin, please. We, we could have uh, the You're engineer right. be rather foppish for a smuggler. Yeah. It'd be great. I mean, why else would you be a, a smuggler rather than part of the Federation, am I right? Space dandies. Yes. <laughs> space dandies. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Dandies in space, 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 space. So, anyway, um, I did have a working title for this. Mm. And uh, the working title was... Um, here there be dragons, just because I like that little reference to nautical maps and hey, space Bermuda Triangle isn't that fun? But I could always be changed. I I like it, but I I worry that it's sending across a different vibe. Fair, it's very baroque space opera. Also fair, which I'm not sure that's what you're going for. No, not really. <laughs> to me, here there. Here There Be Dragons invokes the idea of exploration, even if there's danger out there. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, in this, you're not not exploring per se, you've gotten trapped. Mm. Mm. And I personally would want a delivery on space dragons. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. So so what would you guys name this because yeah that's right this was my segue into the naming game what what boom fuck well technically i already gave one in which is within the interim uh but to me that's a little cyberpunky and i don't and that's not the right vibe either just a little Hmm. yeah uh the engine engineer's island because they were supposed to be on a three-hour tour oh oh (laughs) no regrets some regrets. Oh my God. No regrets. <laughs> All the regrets, Pippin. All the regrets. You can have mine because I have none. <laughs> God damn. Um, yeah. So I, technically I've given mine, so I'm going to hold back until the rest of you guys do one. And then I'll, I'll come in sweeping to a glorious finish. <laughs> Al, do you have an idea? Uh, I'm thinking of one, but needs a bit of work, so come back to me. Well, wait a second. Should I do the thing that I did with Alex? Shoot. Brendan. Okay. What are the vibes? Like, what What are the keywords? What's the feeling that you want that is imbued within this story? Uh, Give me three keywords. I guess survival. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, One. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of weird, but, like, plucky ingenuity. Does that make sense? Two. Yeah, absolutely. And just plain luck, no. Um, yeah, let me luck can be one, sure. I don't, I don't, uh, not, not or really feeling that. Th- that doesn't feel it? All right. Nah. Um, go, with the, go with the feelings. Like, what excites you about, 
Like, what excites you about this? What makes you want to put pen to paper? What feeling do you get when you think about this story that you want to share with others? At the end of the day, I'd like to be optimistic. Okay. Okay. Optimism. So we have surviving, uh, plucky ingenuity and, uh, uh, and optimism. optimism. <laughs> Thank you. It took me a second. I kept tripping on luck. I'm like, no, no, back it up. Back it up, cat. Um, cause, cause I mean, the idea, that- the reason why I was hesitating on luck is that I like the idea of making your own luck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is nope. circling back to plucky. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So that tells you the kind of title that you want to go for. You want to go for things that evoke those feelings. <laughs> now, to be fair, Here There Be Dragons, and this is, I think, where you got trapped, does evoke that, for me anyway. That's kind um, of where I got trapped, It has that feeling yeah. of adventure. It has that feeling of, um, you know, shit's going to go down, but if, you, if you're good enough, you're going to make it out. Yeah, I guess... I guess that's those feelings. The, I guess it's the genre, now that we're circling back to it from the beginning mm-hmm. of the program, is more like space adventure than like maybe space opera or anything like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, space adventure is great. Here's the thing. Here There Be Dragons is the final book in a trilogy where, where, you, who, who find, where you finally face off against the... Uh, the indigenous people? Well, so the space pirate lords. <gasps> oh, the pirate lords. Oh. Pirate lords. See, that's Are we so making awesome. a space piracy book here? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> um, but let's let's so yeah. Focus back down on on those feelings. So that's how you got trapped, I think, in a title that doesn't quite evoke the right thing, but it evokes it for you, which is why it's still powerful as a working title. Yeah. Um, Pippin. Uh, spacers trap, space drift, drifters in space. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lost in space, danger, Will <laughs> Robinson. Um, <laughs> also, the fact that again, the freaking hyperspace drive went tearing through the ship at the speed of light. Yeah. Um. Uh. Spacer's something, because spacer has a cool adventure vibe. Um, I think. Well, I was thinking spacer's trap to also loop into the lobster trap thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it does reveal the... That that that, that tips the hand too soon. I yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, something about Uncharted. It's something. Mm, space map. <laughs> <laughs> it's that thing where you add space in front of everything, and it's just... It, that's what's just an, ah. What's a synonym for trap? Let's mm. find out. Let's look up Google. Thesaurus.com. <laughs> Chart. Uh, plot. Wait, no, I, I put it in map. What? Why did I put it in map? Uh, but- wait, that being wait, said, some- Spacer's Plot is pretty great. Oh, yeah. Spacer's Plot's a great one, because it also suggests grave. Oh, yeah. True. Hmm. And trap, actually. Yeah. Huh. And, of course, plotting, of course. Yeah. A net? Spacer's Net? I, I get that, that, that gets back into you. Yeah. No, not necessarily, because net can mean a lot of things. No, yeah, but why? Because network? It, it doesn't... Eh. It... it, it, it I see where you're going with it, but I don't feel it. I'm go- I- I'm actually going to stick with a uh, uh, spacer's plot. And at the end of the day, it's going to be the publisher that really <laughs> uh, decides what the final thing is. So hey, <laughs> spacer's plot, uh... ambuscade. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Sur- spacer's surprise, making the culinary thing. <gasps> oh shit! Snare. Wait, wait, wait. Snare. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, spacer something. snare. Spacer snare. Oh, 
It's a little too many S's for my liking, but that's because well, I got well, like, like, a lot of Maybe we can list. replace spacers. I mean. Who doesn't know sibilants? Guys, what if you called it Devil's Snare? Oh. Wait, mm. the fuck? That's Harry Potter. Yeah. God that's a fantasy it. vibe. Yeah. You're right. Good call. Good call. Uh, fuck. Spacer in a snare? Mm. Nah. Spacer's deception? Ooh. Oh. Space Maw. <laughs> Hello. You've come uh, into my trap. <laughs> Devil's Maw. <laughs> Just shelters and tricks. Shelters and tricks? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying things. I hear you. I hear you. I like snare a lot, to be fair. I'm just trying to figure out how to get it. Um, ooh, Spacer's Beguile. How about mm. that? Yeah. Uh, Spacer's Beguile. Oh, sounds like a... Uh, it's like, still space fantasy. Also, uh... Yeah. Also, it sounds like a, uh, a bodice ripper. Hell yeah! <laughs> so, Kat, no, it's not your- the Devil's Triangle! So, <laughs> <laughs> Kat, keep that in your pocket. Uh, Hell Yeah. Let's actually try uh, these without spacer because yeah, I might be trapping us in that. The snare. Um, like what? What do you also call? What do we also call spacers? Uh, what about caged stars? Yeah, your cage. Yep, a cage of stars. Um, ooh, I don't mind that. Yeah, what's that? I don't mind that because they're trapped. I also like that. I mean, being trapped is part of the survival thing here. Mm Hmm. Well, and also it has kind of. That that old space adventure vibe. Yeah. I was thinking like original Star Trek titles. <laughs> You've never even watched original Trek. First of all, I watched it before you did. Fuck off. I watched it as a child, my dude. I had to explain the various plots to you. Uh, maybe the boring ones, but I knew Spock's brain before you were born. So, how about that? Everyone knows Spock's <laughs> brain. Just because I'm not a nerd about it. Anyway, um, but yeah, like old... I'm gonna stand by this. So old, old timey, um, uh, uh, Star Trek titles, um, does it, which I'm, d- does hmm. it matter if it's already a 2006 novel? Kind of does, yes. Yeah. So, was it, was it popular? Best selling novel. Fuck! Well, on the upside, we were hitting the right direction. Uh. We were. I mean, we, we could also change the constellation cage. Ooh. Mm. Okay, but that starts getting a little porny, just FYI. Mm. Oh, f- ha! Ooh, can I think that's a you thing. <laughs> no, no, no. Trapped among the stars. Eh. Okay, let's let's get it out of stars. What happens if we remove stars from this? What if, um, because remember, like, Alex in his space opera doesn't have stars True. in his thing. True. Uh, um, orphan star. No, you had the, th- I thought it was the orphaned light. You're yeah, right, the orphaned light. Orphan. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. There you go. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. If you want to change it, don't mind me. But uh, uh, that's what I was thinking of. Um, and then, of course, there's read the fucking manual, Pippin. <laughs> <laughs> An ancient throwback Whoop, to Lothi's many years ago. Jeez. <laughs> Reach the morning star was... No, it was reaching that reach, far light. Reaching, reaching that far... Reaching Wait. that far morning, because it has to have... Um, oh, that's right. Reaching that far morning. See, that was a gr- oh, great fucking title. Yep. Gonna rest on those laurels forever. Forever. Oh, that was beautiful. All right. Well, so, mm. okay, so you have, here's the problem. I know Triangle is such a good t- portion of it. There's three ships. There's three groups. There's, uh, it, it's reminiscent of Bermuda Triangle. It, triangle is something. Uh, 
You could just call it triangle. That's kind of dippy. Yeah. Uh, uh, triangle of stars. Uh, no, not, not triangulation. Just call it that. Mm. <laughs> uh, triangle. Luminescent triangle. Triptych. It's a little religion-y, though. Mm. Just a little. A tiny bit. Triangle. Do you happen to know the names of any of your ships? Nope. That would be a later problem. <laughs> oh, how about a math thing? A math thing. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's where I can deal with this. Um, well, because it has to do with uh, how how space gets fucked up. Call it equilateral. Fun because we're all equal. Um, okay. Uh, let's. Okay, I think we're stuck on this. How about we? Uh, Focus on the relationship between uh, the characters. Oh, mm. that's a good idea. Reaching out. Um, reach among the stars. Um. <laughs> <laughs> reach among the stars. Aww. Reach around the stars. Aww. Wait, no, that's a new section. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Love it. Distant voices. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. I got I got some. I got uh-huh, some. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you call, let's brainstorm this a little bit. What would you call the emergency broadcast that they do? Um, stress beacon. So, like, no, you could just say something like the way that you would start. How would you start an emergency signal in space? So, like, you know, let's say it was signal one, two. I don't know why it would be that. That's just the first thing that came to mind. But whatever their emergency beacon warning thingy is, hmm. that would yeah. be that. And that would be the title. So, uh, I don't know. That's my uh, thought. Not me. The termination triangle. Hey. <laughs> uh, not Mayday. Oh, it could be Mayday. Fuck it. Why not? Mayday is a really good uh, wording. The Mayday snare. I kind of like it. That is old school Trek. That's very old school Trek. I like that. True. <laughs> Mayday swear. Mayday swearing. <laughs> 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 I mean, not going to lie, I was kind of tempted to have like the first little bit from our... Uh, Ensign Ono's um, uh, POV <laughs> basically being just a line of, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> a classic of our times. Oh, yeah. I like the Mayday snare, though. Sure. Mayday snare. Because they got snared, that much is obvious, uh-huh. with the ship suddenly being pulled out of hyperspace. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we learn later on that it was done by man. Dun, dun, dun. But also, that is a lot of what's going on. And theoretically, if you have that uh, as the uh, way to get out of the problem, calling the bears to you, it's like, Mayday, Mayday, we're so full of so many rich things. It's so sad that we're trapped in XYZ location. Oh, no. And again, <laughs> the publisher us. is free to change the title. I don't care. Publisher, agent, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Someone uh, else. Yeah. Imp- <laughs> The important thing, to my mind, is uh, is whatever your working title is that helps you get to that spot, that sweet spot in your head. Yeah. Although, if you are not represented by anybody and you are trying to, you know, go over the transom with some publisher, it is useful to have a non-shit title. True. That being said, the realm of non-shit is pretty wide. I mean, true. you know... Uh, Insert here many amusing stories about shit titles I have seen, hmm. but we still read the books. <laughs> oh, we still Lord. tried to read the books. Uh, it was more like, oh, well, that was indicative, wasn't it, uh, after the fact. But I've also, you know, read some slush where the title was fucking awful and the book was great. So I know I've 
I, I have a distinct memory of sitting uh, in our hometown Chinese restaurant uh, <laughs> with everyone trying to brainstorm uh, a better title uh, for a book that everyone thought was amazing. Well, it's a book. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm, I, here's the thing. I don't well, actually want to name it on the podcast. You shouldn't name it on the podcast because I'm keeping back some stuff too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can find us at conventions when the Backstreet Boy reunion tour is over. Indeed. And if you ask us by name, <laughs> uh, f- we'll be rather impressed. Hey. <laughs> Like, holy shit, you listen? Huh? <laughs> there are dozens of you. Baker's dozens. dozens. <laughs> <laughs> and only some of you aren't direct friends and family. <laughs> Aw, we love you. We do this for us. That's the big thing. True. Because I love you guys. Aww. Aww. I and think you're I okay. Re- <laughs> fuck you. And also, I want to read all your fucking books. So, Alex, you have to write your stuff. Brendan, you have to write stuff. And Pippin, there are still editors waiting for your things. There are. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> see, see, Kat, here's the hilarious thing. Al yep. and I should get on the bandwagon now, so that way we beat Pippin to the punch. Yes. And then all of us can yes. rub it in our face. Yes. Mm. Fuck off some more. <laughs> and really, we need to, uh, and really, we need to write it before uh, the current uh, sci-fi boom dies down. That's true. Yeah. Before it turns out that the aliens are real. Uh, yeah. I think that we're dumb. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, Brent, my, uh-huh. final, my final question is, is after, where's the fob? After all this, <laughs> are, what would you change about your elevator pitch? Ooh, very after good question. Oh, that's like right. Ooh. Oh, very shoot. good question. Jesus. Well, uh. If you want, you can take a minute and the rest of us will talk about, uh, well, and then the rest of us will wait for you to edit it out. All right. <laughs> what happens when you're trapped in the space doldrums? Because I still like that concept. Trapped yep. in the space doldrums and your only line out is uh, the enemy or something like that. I like that. I like that. No, and your and your only way out is with the enemy's help or something like that. Oh, and your only and your only way out and your only line out is the very person that you were just <gasps> hunting. And your only friend is the enemy. Yeah, there we Ooh. go. I, I like that. that. Yeah. I there like that. That's nice. Because they do become friends in their weird way. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> and it's an oh no. <laughs> I'm oh, really no. happy. Oh no. <laughs> I like that. The USS Catchem. Sorry, yeah. I'm still really... I'm still really pleased with myself about this. All right. Ah. All right. That was a great question, Bren. I'm sorry, Alex. And that was a great answer, Bren. Huzzah. All right. I I think that's, unless there's something you want to add, Bren, I think, I think, I think we're done. No, you guys, uh, you guys thoroughly did it. We fixed it. Go team us. (laughs) We did it. We did it. I'm not going to continue. All right. Well, before we go, does anyone have anything to plug? Uh, at some point this upcoming year, uh, one of my short stories will be coming out from Apex, um, the one that unfortunately features a dead mom, so that, that, that's, uh, yep, yep, (laughs) uh, but it's gonna be real great when it comes out and I get to tell everybody about it. Um, other than that, though, in the cheerier terms, uh, I still have my Patreon, uh, the Minor Hours and Small Thoughts magazine. Uh, which is free to read, and I encourage people to do so. Cool. And I still have my shows on every third Saturday of the month at the Arcade Comedy Theater's YouTube page. Ooh. Ooh. 
<laughs> Listen to Brendan give his very accurate and funny, uh, what's that? Was a camp counselor impression or forest ranger? It's a forest <laughs> oh, ranger. Hey there, kids. Let's just I, go and have an adventure together. What do you say? I really like your forest ranger. I like it when he pops up. <laughs> <laughs> I have like five characters. I mean, yeah. and your uh, and your. Don't forget your Minnesota mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, bet you betcha. Okay, okay. <laughs> Let's not have it all be on me because that's way too much pressure. <laughs> Woo! Right. Uh, I consider. I continue to consider maybe someday using the Substack I actually created. <laughs> maybe someday. 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 And Alex. Ah <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's writing. He's writing space fop. Space fop. Yeah, writing. That's and, a thing. Yeah. They didn't see the air quotes I, I made. <clears throat> <laughs> Anyways, as always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit. Head on over to nostorysacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at nostorysacred, or send an email through contact at nostorysacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex MacDonald, Brendan MacDonald, Pippin MacDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley Jacosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostorysacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash sacred. See you next time when we talk about The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Because it ain't no party like a Gatsby party, because a Gatsby party don't stop until two people are dead and everyone is disillusioned with the jazz era as a whole. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> nice. Oh. Uh, oh, also, I would have gone with, uh, it ain't no party like it. A Gatsby part, because he gets shot. Hey, you guys, you guys, what's Gatsby's favorite superhero? What? It's the Green Lantern. Green Lantern. Hey, guys, what's Gatsby's, uh, stop stepping on my punchlines. What's Gatsby's, <laughs> what's Gatsby's, uh, least favorite superhero? What? Deadpool. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, oh no uh, so look forward to these jokes and many more <laughs> like, uh, hey quick question what's Gatsby it's a favorite uh, uh, Korean in action movie what, what? old boy alright <laughs> uh, alright all right. cat do you have one no I don't you fuckers <laughs> <laughs> well until then where no story is sacred and any story can be changed I'm Alex. I'm Kat. I'm Brendan. And I'm Pippin. And we're No, no Story is, is Sacred. sacred.